Hey everyone, this is Miss Akimoto, and I am reading Chapter Six of Flying Solo to You. Um, this yesterday or on Friday, we found out um, that the substitute that was supposed to take over Mr. Fabiano's class, Mrs. Muchmore, was very sick, and so she called in sick, but she called the wrong place. She called the office, not the um, registry. And so um, the secretary took note of it, but I asked you to kind of think about what do you think is gonna happen next? So anyway, here is chapter six, 7.56 a.m., the principal's office. Erwin Peacock sat in his office listening to Peggy Ransom. He had the door closed and a rubber band wrapped tight around his thumbs. Peggy was a mother of a student, Christopher, in Mr. Fabiano's sixth grade class. More important, she was the president of the PTA. I'll tell you this, a lot of parents in this district are concerned about that sixth grade team of yours, Mrs. Ransom said, deeply concerned. Pat Kiefer is one teacher who never should have been hired. Sally Walker is in that class and her mother is a close friend of mine and according to her, Pat Kiefer does not teach. Every day after school, she asks Sally, what did you learn today? And Sally just stares at her, learned, huh? Mr. Peacock leaned forward and rubbed his temples. As principal, he listened to lots of difficult parents, but there was nobody worse than Peggy Ransom. He dreaded his weekly chats with this woman and with her Jaguar, her $500 leather jackets, and the rings that sported enormous diamonds on both hands. So, Jaguar is a type of car. She doesn't have an actual, like, giant cat. Um, so, basically... The reason why they're describing all of these things that she has is it kind of sounds like Peggy Ransom thinks really highly of herself and her opinions and telling us that she has all these really expensive things like expensive clothes, expensive cars, expensive rings um, shows us that she kind of values outward perception and outward appearance, which I think plays important into this story because you're going to find out that really in this story, it's what's inside that counts. He closed his eyes. 98% of the parents in this district were wonderful, but the other 2% made him wish he worked as a farmer or forest ranger. Dana Friedman is supposed to be your superstar, but she's gone to conferences half the time, Mrs. Ransom was saying. I mean, what good is she if she's always out of the classroom? Myrna Riley has her kids brainwashed into following every liberal cause she can get her hands on. And then you've got that cutie pie, Sal Fabiano. There's something very strange going on in that class. As far as I can see, he doesn't do any skill work at all. The kids like him, sure, because he doesn't make them work. What's not to like? From what my son tells me, all the kids do is read and write. Whatever happened to teaching spelling or grammar? So we are like, I think that's important that the parents are like, something funny is going on in that class. And I think you'll see something funny is going to go on in that class. Erwin Peacock tried to make it look as if he were listening hard. The woman's voice was about as pleasant as a chainsaw. He could feel it cutting into him. Ooh, that's a really great line. Pleasant as a chainsaw. Well, if you've ever been around a chainsaw, you know listening to it is not pleasant. hurts your ears. So he's kind of saying her voice is sort of irritating and grating. Okay, Peggy, I hear you, Mr. Peacock said, breaking the rubber band wrapped around his thumbs. But my hands are tied. There's no way I can make any changes in that sixth grade team, especially not now at the end of the year. You must, I think it's disgraceful, Peggy Ransom said, storming out of his office. She swept past Mrs. Pierce's desk and knocked the stack of phone messages onto the floor. One of the phone messages fell against the radiator where it got caught out of sight. 
I've got a good mind to pull my son out of this place and put him into a decent private school, Peggy said loudly, where teachers understand the three R's and aren't afraid to teach them. Uh, the three R's are, um, it's like an old-fashioned term for saying reading, writing, and arithmetic. Arithmetic is math. Mr. Peacock called after her, I hope you don't, but you have that right, and thinking, I should only be so lucky. Now, before we sign off, that's the end of the chapter, but before we sign off, something very, very, very important to our story has just happened in this chapter, and it's a very small detail. In our writing, we're talking about a moment in time, and there's a moment in time in this chapter that the entire story is going to hinge on. I'm not sure if you caught it, so I'm going to reread a part of this just real quick, and I want you to listen to see if you can hear the thing that happened that's going to change the course of this entire story. I think it's disgraceful, Peggy Ransom said, storming out of his office. She swept past Mrs. Pierce's desk and knocked a stack of phone messages onto the floor. One of the phone messages fell against the radiator. Um, a radiator is like an old-fashioned kind of heater. Where it fell against the radiator, where it got caught out of sight. I'm going to give you a guess about which phone message got lost. That is our chapter for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Come back tomorrow to find out what happens next.